Welcome to the Unrest Podcast. I'm Madeline Green. And I'm Caitlin Stansel. If you have not subscribed yet, please go ahead and do so so you can check out all of our real life haunts as soon as the new episodes post. And hey, leave us a review and a comment. Let us know how we're doing. Yes. So this week's real life haunt has some pretty interesting stories that she shares with us. She's actually not very far away from me here in North Carolina. And she talks about her very first experiences as a kid. And then she really gets into some stories at a place called the Trivet Clinic, which is actually right down the road from here. And I've never been. So hopefully she said if I let her know, she would take me there. But I'm not sure if I want to (laughs) go. So take a listen to her stories. As a child, we lived in a house in Boone when I was, I guess, about two that had things that went on, lots of things that went on. And mom and dad were in in college at Appalachian at the time and they had friends everybody just knew our house was haunted lots of different things happened uh mom would hear uh baby crying in the house there was not a baby there to be crying I wouldn't be there so it wasn't me there was an apartment upstairs the upstairs had been divided and the folks that lived in the apartment could hear the baby crying on our side when we weren't home and they could talk to it through the wall and it would quit crying. But when they quit talking, it would start crying again. But when I was about two to two and a half, my bedroom was upstairs and I had come downstairs to get mom and dad for something. It was in the middle of the night. Mom and dad woke up to me standing on the landing in hysterics. And when they got me calmed down, all I could tell them was, there was an ugly lady sitting in the dining room and I could show them the way she was sitting and it. Well, there was nobody there and no way that it could have been light from anywhere. So that was really my first experience. I don't remember it, but I've heard the story all my life. I heard so many stories about that particular house. We were, when I was probably about 12 or 13, We were sitting in the Pizza Hut in Boone one night, and it was me and my mom and a friend of ours, and there was a group of college students sitting at the table behind us. And one of the students was telling the rest of them these stories about this haunted house in Boone. And after a few minutes, mom turned around and looked at the kid and said, what you're telling's wrong. And they said, how do you know? She said, because you're telling stuff that happened to me and what you're telling is wrong. So our stories had made the haunted house circuit. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> and and the building's still there. I have wanted for years after I got into the paranormal research and things like that, I've wanted to go to that building. I haven't gotten up the guts to do it, but I want to go up and just say, does anything weird ever happen here? The only thing that, that, that mom and dad knew about the house was that it had been moved there to the site from somewhere else. And mom said she was always afraid to ask the woman that owned the house anything about it 
because she was afraid the woman would say, well, I had a child that died when we were living in the house, and Mom would say, yeah, I know, I've heard it cry. Be kind of weird, so she never did that. So it's always been an interest. I grew up reading the North Carolina ghost stories and all of the real ghost stories, not the fake stuff, but the real stuff. And with that interest growing and growing, it was like I always wanted to go somewhere and maybe do, you know, like some kind of investigating or something. But, of course, that was weird when I was growing up. Luckily, ghost hunters came out, and so paranormal investigators became a little bit less weird. And that's when I actually started doing investigating. I had some experiences off and on through the years, just not feeling right places or like I'd be somewhere and it was like somebody was watching me, but there wasn't the the, the same things that everybody else experiences and goes, okay, that's just weird. But I've always had an ability to like pick up on emotions or pick up on other people's energy, things like that which is good because I'm a counselor and being able to pick up on other people's emotions is helpful. When things got a little bit more normal about going to haunted houses and things like that, I just started like doing the ghost tours in various cities. If I went to a town and there was a ghost tour, I went on it. And eventually I went on the tour in Wilkesboro. I grew up in Wilkes County. So I went on the ghost tour over there, and I'm like, hey, this is pretty cool. Can I start doing tours and start doing investigation? So that's really what got me into it, both from the storytelling and from the investigation side, was being in Wilkesboro. Lots of different things happened while I was doing tours in Wilkesboro. The the old jail over there being one of the primary examples We did, my son and I did an investigation over there with a group one night, one day, actually it was during the day, and we were sitting upstairs, it was just he and I at that point, we're sitting upstairs in the cells, and Aaron says to me, so this is where they put Tom and Ann for the, after the murder, and I said, yes, he said, and they were talking back and forth between the cells, and I said, yes. And he said, so they were both guilty, right? And I said, well, I don't know. Well, later on, when we're listening to the EVP, you could very clearly hear, or to the recording, you could very clearly hear a male voice say no. Things just happened to the tour guides in the jail. We had candles that would break in the lanterns that we were carrying while they were sitting on a table. The candle would just snap in two for no reason. There were shadows that you'd be standing in the door and there'd be like two people, but there'd be three shadows on the wall. We had several people that probably had some kind of ability that would get physically sick and have to leave the jail. Just lots of different things like that. And that's where I started doing my investigating, was, was there in that area. Then I came back over and started doing stuff here in Iredell County, spending a lot of time working up in the Trivet Clinic up in Hamptonville. Spent a lot of time working over there and had some really interesting experiences over there, too. It's been kind of crazy, 
that spot being one of the worst as far as craziness going on. The Trivet Clinic opened up. Dr. Trivet was from this area, and he came back here after he got his medical training and decided that there needed to be a medical center in Northern Iredell County because, you know, if you needed medical care, you had to go to Statesville. And back in the 1920s and 30s, that was a long haul. So he built the clinic, and it was a full-service medical clinic with the doctor and the dentist and labor and delivery and surgery and um, I mean it was a full service clinic and then after he died it went through several other iterations it was a um, detox center at one point it was a supper club it was a nursing home so it's been several different things it's also been a private residence and right now it sits on the grounds of a local nursery uh, plant nursery so I had heard about it because everybody knew I've always been real open about I do ghost things, I enjoy the stories. And so everybody knew about the clinic and everybody comes up to me and goes, everybody being people I hang around with, have you been to the clinic? You need to go to the clinic. If you hadn't been, you've got to go. So my daughter was home from college, her first year in college, and I'm like, let's just ride over and see the building. I, it wasn't. It was during the day. It wasn't like they were doing tours. So we just kind of rode over, and the gate was open, and we went in. And Tim and Doug, who run the the nursery, came out, and they were actually working on the building. And I introduced myself and said, you know, I'm interested in this. We were just riding down to see it. So they actually took us in, let us tour the building, and told us the stories and blah, blah, blah. Well, I didn't go in there expecting to be researching or investigating. We were just visiting the building. So unlike when I'm investigating, I always do a prayer for protection going in and a cleansing coming out. But I didn't because I wasn't doing anything. So we got home and that night, it was about 1230, I guess. Everything, just normal night. And my daughter had gone to bed. My son and his wife were in the other room. They had gone to bed. And all of a sudden, there was this huge, like, banging noise coming out of my daughter's room. And I jumped up and went flying in there to find out what the devil was going on in there. She met me in the in the living room, and I said, what, what are you doing in there? And she said, I'm not doing anything, but you heard that, right? And I said the banging noise and she said yeah I said yeah I heard it or are is your brother up she said no they're in the bed and I said okay well all right so there was a noise she said well what was it and I'm a little bit of a smart aleck well I guess it was a ghost she said we don't have a ghost and I said well I guess one followed us home from the clinic she said that's not funny and I said well she said take it back I said, I'm not going anywhere. It's 1230 at night. I'm not taking the ghost back. And she said, but it can't stay here. I said, well, then I guess it'll take itself back. She said, how's it going to get there? I said, ghost GPS. I don't know. But anyway, (laughs) she went on to bed. I went on to bed. And the noise happened again. 
And about five minutes later, I look up and she's standing in my room going, can I sleep with you? Because that's in my room. So it was like two nights of this banging on the wall in her, I guess, closet. I don't know. But it was not, it was loud. I mean, it was hard and loud. Like somebody was literally beating on the walls. She went back to school. We didn't have the banging noise anymore. But I could be standing in the kitchen washing dishes and there's a window right at the sink and see a shadow walk across the the dining room and of course turn around and there's nothing there I, I mean you could just see stuff the animals started acting really funny and so one night there was a real bad windstorm it had been about a month I guess there was a real real bad windstorm and I was in my room and I heard something in my bathroom fall into the bathtub and I thought, okay, <laughs> we live in, in the country with the woods. There's a mouse in here, and I can do a ghost, but I'm not big on mice. I got my son to come in and go in my bathroom. I said, just go see what's if there's something in the tub. He said, there's a cup in the tub. And I said, okay, no big deal. It just fell off. Well, then he went back in the other room, and I heard it roll across the bottom of the tub so i went to the bathroom door and i said okay i know you're here i don't care if you're here but if you're gonna stay there are some rules the first rule is you can't scare me you can't scare the kids you can't scare the dogs you can't do things that are going to startle any of us and if you do then you've got to go back if you can't live with the rules then you need to go back to wherever you came from and apparently <laughs> it didn't like the rules because we didn't have anything else happen. But then the next time I went up to the clinic to help out, because I volunteer up there with the tours, and I said, um, guys, I think one of your ghosts came home with me when I was up here. And Doug looked me dead in the face and he said, oh, well, that's funny because we've been missing one. He hasn't been active at all. And then, like, a month later, he came back, and I said, okay, <laughs> so this makes sense. This is, this is who it is. <laughs> Thinking about it now, it's, it's pretty funny, but I just, my daughter probably will not be thrilled with me telling that story, but it's okay. Going back to the clinic, mainly because that's where I spend a lot of time, and I've been a lot of other places, too, but one of the things that has happened that happened there and i've been working there for about 11 years as a volunteer during october just helping out with the ghost tours and we were in there one night my one of my rules when i'm doing ghost tours doing investigations whatever is i don't want anybody around me in my group whatever that is either intoxicated or under the influence of drugs so one Halloween season, we were doing tours up there, and we had a huge group one night. Like, there were probably 20, 25 that were down in the basement all at one time. And it's not a big basement, but it's one of the really active paranormal areas. And there was a guy in the group that was absolutely drunk as a skunk and rude and mad, and he was sitting in the group like 
just square in the middle of the group. And I was standing back behind, they have a bar down there. And I was standing behind that because usually what happens is I stand back and when somebody says I hear something or whatever, I go check it out because I'm the investigator. So I was standing back behind the bar and me, Doug, Tim, everybody was down in the basement at that point. And this guy was just raising cane, just really being ugly and challenging the ghosts and then there's nothing here and just rude and all of a sudden i'm just standing there and it was like a shotgun blast took off the right hand side of my head my head just felt like it exploded and it hurt so bad and my head felt like i dropped my head onto the bar and couldn't lift it and there were like other people in the group they were on one side and five or six of them started talking about their head hurting on one side so finally he was rude enough (laughs) that tim got him took him out and then things settled and like the pain went away my head was still sore but it wasn't hurting really badly um but it was just it was so strange that's the only really negative thing i've ever had happen there i've seen shadows walking around the building i've been touched i had my butt grabbed that was fun oh um (laughs) anyway just things that have happened there but that that was the most negative thing that ever happened there at the clinic other places my mom and i were in maine what no we were in new hampshire we had gone to portsmouth to old strawberry bank which is a a collection of old houses in Portsmouth and we were going through the houses and we had stopped at one and I a I don't tell people that I do ghost tours for reasons b I don't usually tell people that I can pick up on energies or ghosts or whatever you want to call them just because people look at you funny so I just don't but we had gone to one particular house and they had a docent there and she was talking about the house and the woman that had owned the house was very frugal and she didn't do a lot of changing in the house because she didn't like to spend the money well she was sitting in front of the stairway and i looked at her and i said well somebody should have told the lady that that wallpaper is hideous and she should have put the money out on that so mom continued talking to her and I went outside and went over into another area of the house and all of a sudden it was like there was a 300 pound weight sitting square on my shoulders just pressing down hard on my shoulders and I thought okay don't talk ugly about the lady's wallpaper she gets pretty nasty about it so I turned around and I went back in where mom was I looked at mom and said are you ready to go she said yeah and she said well I talked to the docent and she said that there's not any ghosts in that house and I said well she's wrong because there definitely is of course mom who doesn't have the any compunction about turning around and telling people what I do went back in and she said okay my daughter says that there's a ghost in this house and I went in behind her and the lady's sitting there and She had been an actress at one point, so I guess she was a little bit more accepting of the paranormal. Anyway, she said, oh, really? So so she's still here? And I said, yeah. 
I said, let me ask you a question. And she had not talked about any of this. And she said, okay. I said, she died in this house. And she said, yes, she did. I said, and she died in that room, which was the living room. It was over to the right. She said, yes. And I said, but she died from falling downstairs. And she looked at me funny. She said, yes. I said, but it was not those stairs, the ones behind her with the bad wallpaper. She said, no. I said, it was stairs that are behind that door right there that I couldn't see. <laughs> and she said, how'd you know that? I said, I, I just know. I just knew. It's just those kinds of things. It's not my job to make people believe. And so, I, you know, I'll honor their belief um, I'm not going to try to change their mind as long as they don't try to change mine because I, mine's not changeable. I know what I've experienced. Um, it is a very conservative area. Oddly, there's a lot more people that do believe, and I think a lot of that's due to the Trivet Clinic because you go down there and you experience things and then you can't not. But I've, I always tell people that I have this really strange view when it comes to what happens after somebody dies and where heaven is and where hell is. And, and I definitely believe in both, but my belief system is that heaven is being totally in the presence of God, wherever that is. Hell is being totally out of the presence of God, wherever that is. And that souls can be like in the same space but still in the opposite things. It's not hard for me to believe in the paranormal in ghosts if that's what I believe. So, and I don't believe that ghosts are stuck. I think they make a choice most of the time based on it was somewhere they liked being, based on they're afraid to cross over, based on, but I think it's a choice. I don't, I don't think spirits are stuck in a spot. There are enough groups that are around now, enough reputable groups that are around now, that you can get in touch with one of them, talk to one of them, talk to me, talk to whoever. Find somebody to help you out, confirm, listen to you, just to make you know that you're not crazy because you think you can see ghosts. Find somebody that that can affirm that, that can help you with that, that can teach you how to handle, not be overwhelmed, things like that. Just find somebody that that's reputable, that you're comfortable with. And then, you know, go places like the clinic and, and the jail in Wilkesboro and just find out, yeah, I'm feeling stuff and it's legit or maybe it's not. Pretty cool that one of the most haunted places in North Carolina is not too far from me. And like I said earlier, I definitely want to do it, but I'm a little apprehensive because people who go on these tours of this clinic have had so many um, experiences and I'm like, am I ready for that? (laughs) (laughs) Am I ready to invite that in? No, that's so cool though. And that she could maybe give us a little tour of it as well. That would be awesome. Love to check it out. 
hopefully you guys enjoyed that story. And if you have a story that you want to share with us, please do so. You can email us at the unrest podcast at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to leave us a review. We would love for you guys to do that. Just helps us know that someone is listening out there. (laughs) Is anyone out there? (laughs) And also you can follow us on Facebook. We have a page and a group that you can join where we have exclusive fun sort of interactive content we post and we're on tiktok we have some great stuff little snippets from our stories over on tiktok so follow us there as well and until next time unrest unrest in in peace. peace